0: who's back
1: back again the brainless are back tell your friends what's up everybody welcome back to the no-brainer podcast we're here
0: seriously tell your friends please tell your
1: friends also we (laughs) were gone last week sorry y'all
0: yeah that happens sometimes life gets in the way you know
1: we we don't like letting people down but uh you know sometimes me jared and my good friend
0: oh that's me michael
1: we have I'm other things friend. to do sometimes, and so we do okay. those instead of podcasting, and then instead of putting it up as soon as possible, we just say, you know what, next week.
0: We'll hit it up next week. We'll hit it harder next week, better than ever. It creates better episodes, honestly.
1: Yeah, uh, totally. All of the build-up, man, it's, uh, whew, it's great. It's so, uh, So I was uh, stumbling on the internet, uh, and I was listening to a podcast, actually, and uh, our bad idea for the intro here uh it's actually one that we're we got to catch live which doesn't usually happen
0: Ooh, a live bad idea that a is special. live
1: bad idea because you know how like we've had some that have been fairly recent you know like the Mountain Dew campaign online those have been in like the mid 2000s but this one happened like last month so it's pretty exciting
0: holy cow I mean this whole year is kind of a bad idea but that's that's something
1: Thank you for the thumbs up emoji on Skype. That was just just for us <laughs> to know that you you agreed with what I said.
0: That was a while ago. I don't know why it just showed up. <laughs>
1: no uh, but anyway, uh, this Michael. This one actually has to do with you because it's uh, about oh. Michael's.
0: Oh, oh, that's my restaurant that I've been trying to hide from you. Oh, geez, this is a this is embarrassing. It
1: is embarrassing because it's a craft store. Oh, is that what it
0: was? (laughs) I see. I forget my own restaurants, my my own business ventures sometimes. Your own
1: craft stores that compete with Hobby Lobby. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh, So for those of you that don't know Michael's, you know, it's like a craft store. You know, you you can buy craft stuff like yarn there. It's a literal Um,
0: craft store. That's all they sell. It's kind of odd that it exists, but it does. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, anyway, it, it came to my attention through. I, I did learn about this through another podcast, so I'm going to try not to just repeat what they said. Uh, but I, I I went to it myself, and it is still live. Michaels had an interesting solution to customer service.
0: <laughs> the, uh, they had none. Is that is that the interesting solution?
1: Sort of. Um. So <laughs> essentially, what they uh, what they decided is you know how like Amazon, you can like chat live with a representative.
0: Yeah, that actually gets stuff done too which Yeah, is nice.
1: yeah, and it's like a text chat And it's a real person on the other side You know, it's usually an outsourced job You know, you usually get somebody from a different country But it's fine, it still gets done uh, You know, because Americans don't want to do jobs That they're not going to get paid <laughs> for properly Like in other countries Oops. Exactly. But uh, Michael's decided, you know what Let's not even outsource this job Let's just have other people On our website do the customer service For us
0: Ooh, uh, I don't. What what happens if you get like a disgruntled like customer and just starts spouting off stuff about Michaels that they don't like to? A customer just asking, "Hey, what color yarn should I use?" burn it to the ground i mean
1: yeah that's kind of how it works so essentially (laughs) what happens is uh you can go to the michael's website i believe it's still up like you can still do this so if you listen to this you can go check it out but you go to their help spot and like it pulls up like a little like facebook chat in the bottom corner of your screen and there are like three tabs there's ask a question answer a question and something else Uh, And so or ask a question, answer a question or inbox. So in ask a question, you can type whatever question you have. So like you said, uh, you can ask what color (laughs) yarn should I use or what size is this object that I'm looking at or something about a product on the Michael's website?
0: What should I have for dinner? Right. Right
1: yeah totally I mean that's the thing is there's no limit on what you can ask this thing um and then you can go to the answer questions tab and that's where people can scroll through like you just hit the next button and it brings up a random question that another person on the Michaels website has asked and it lets you answer it
0: <laughs> i mean uh, i I good idea but also a bad idea at the same time you can't just let anyone answer questions
1: yeah yeah because uh, especially when the wrong people get a hold of it uh like <laughs> this guy uh who kind of discovered this his viral tweet uh is at lubega vivo which is hilarious um Essentially, what he did is he uh, just was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. You can ask whatever question you want on this website and answer with whatever you want (laughs) on this website. And the results are hilarious. Oh,
0: my God. There's no there's no like prerequisite to answering a question. That's just that's a big mistake. Literally. No, I did
1: this. So like the when I found this, I got on my computer and I just went through and answered a bunch of questions. Like, just for fun. Just did scrolling just, through questions.
0: What did you do? Did you, like, try and answer it? Or did you just make jokes?
1: No, I, I, I looked mostly for the joke questions. Uh, oh, so, like, God. some examples are, um, here's a quote. like, Lou Bega Vivo tweeted this one. Uh, his The question that he answered is, uh, the question was, hi, everyone, I want yam. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> and uh, oh, so he responded, God, don't
1: we all, brother?
0: Uh, and that, then let's get a little green check mark. Question answered. Next, <laughs> next, next. <laughs>
1: uh, so here's another one that he did. Uh, so he found the question. Hi, Michaels. Can I have free T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and so he answered, "Are you a veteran?" <laughs> <laughs> and then get- it creates a chat dialogue so you can answer back. So the person said, "No." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you get to like enter in your name as like a uh, an identifier, or is it just no, like? No,
1: I don't see one. I think it's all anonymous. Like wow. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, you can probably do some questionable stuff. Like, I mean, like uh, Lubega Vivo, I think he got shadow banned or he says he got shadow banned because he posted the question, "Hi everyone, fuck hobby lobby. Michael still like die."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Michael still like die. That's, that's got to be like profanity filter or something. I don't know if they yeah. actually banned him for it.
1: Yeah, so uh, so yeah, funny. when that uh, tweet kind of went out there and went viral, uh, the internet ran with it and essentially it turned the Michaels uh, self-help chat into like uh, like a chat roulette <laughs> for Naturally, like
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna you, you turn it off and everyone's gonna be like well that was that was fun bring it yeah. back <laughs> yeah
1: so uh, they kept it around and I think it's back to like mostly normal because I think the internet kind of got over it but for a couple of days there it was a real bad idea I and mean, it still is a bad idea because I feel like not a lot of customers get that but
0: yeah i mean if you if you believe the internet is just a wholesome place to live yeah it'd be a great idea but it's not (laughs)
1: it's so yeah i mean if you want to go check out the michael's website um i think it's still there maybe at the end of the show we'll we'll do some live for Uh, you scroll through and see if we can answer some questions for some people
0: maybe we'll even ask a question you can go there and find it and answer it yourself i mean we need help
1: we will answer it live on the air right after this commercial break. <laughs> ah, welcome to the brainless podcast. I'm going. How was that?
0: You're was like, you're, you're getting there. I'm gonna give that a okay. six. Okay,
1: I don't have an actual soundboard yet, so until then, I am soundboard. So, um, <laughs>
0: you just like press your ear and then you make a sound. Is that what happens?
1: Yeah, I'm like, what's that guy's name? Winslow? Michael Winslow? Something like that. The dude that makes all the noises.
0: Oh, I forgot about him. That'd be yeah. fun.
1: I think he still exists. Yeah, yeah. He's probably I he's still making still noises. What if he he's just so sits weird. around and makes up noises?
0: Oh, 100%. That, you would never get bored.
1: Imagine if, like, you came up with a new noise that, like, no one's ever <laughs> heard before.
0: A new, a new noise? Huh? <laughs> I, I don't have time to think about that. We have too many topics to get through, Jared.
1: <laughs> oh, shoot. Should we get into the first
0: one, then? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What do you got for us?
1: and send all right yep i'm done helping michael's customers here for a little bit i'll pause and uh, uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you my story for the week
0: yes i'd love to hear it if you're if, if you're done helping the the patrons of michael's we would love to hear a story
1: yeah so uh, today's story is another entry in the explorer block yay yes,
0: these are so bad and such yeah. terrible ideas i can't wait
1: yeah so i'm thinking i think i have uh, an idea of where this Explorer block is going to go. I think I want to do one Explorer from every continent.
0: Jeez, there's really that many that have bad at, well, they're exploring, I guess.
1: Yeah, this I is, mean, I've already done, exactly. this will be number three. I did Australia week one, I did uh, Africa week two, and this guy's from Europe going into the North Pole, so week three. Ooh,
0: wow. Wow. That, so that yeah, I just got to
1: hit Asia and there. the Americas.
0: All right. Right. I
1: guess, uh, Antarctica is probably, there's got to be something there
0: I'll, oh, look. No I'll look into
1: it I haven't actually looked into that But that's kind of the plan here Because we're talking today about another explorer This guy's name is Solomon August Andre
0: Oh, that's an interesting name Solomon August Andre
1: Yeah, so uh, he was real into hot air balloons The Solomon dude was
0: As you are when back then when you have nothing else to do
1: Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I'm, like, real scared of hot air balloons. I, like, have no control, or, like, I feel like you have no control over them. Yeah, it's
0: weird. I dislike heights, but I don't know if I would be, like, against going up in one. I don't know. It's weird. They seem
1: cool. They just seem way more dangerous, and I'm surprised we don't have more accidents involving them, because the wind is your enemy, and that's (laughs) a pretty random one. Uh, That's going to be our our big enemy. What's that?
0: We can control the wind now. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, of course, of course. So,
1: yeah, we'll we'll just break out the wind machine. <laughs> so uh, Solomon was a Swedish engineer working in the late 1800s. Uh, he had many published journals about air, electricity, conduction of heat and many inventions. So he was actually a pretty smart cookie.
0: Ooh, we have a guy who knows what he knows, and he's going to make a bad idea? That's just unfortunate.
1: Yeah, right. He's like a legit scientist uh, uh, from Sweden. Um, So Norway, their Scandinavian neighbor, had been making a lot of progress in uh, exploring the Arctic Circle, and Sweden kind of wanted in on the action. So uh, this is like the late 1800s, you know, and they're finally getting the technology to where you can actually go to the Arctic a little bit and survive. Uh, and so Sweden's trying to get in on it.
0: I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to go explore that? <laughs> I mean, there's got be
1: something there, right?
0: There's got yeah, be something. Or gold.
1: There. Or Santa. <laughs> Santa's got to be there. Of course, Santa. They were looking for Santa. And so <laughs> uh, Andre thought that he had a much better idea of how to map uh, and observe the frozen wasteland. And that was going to be from a hot air balloon.
0: Um. Uh, okay, well...
1: I think you're I seeing don't. the problem because it's a hot air balloon in cold <laughs> air air.
0: I know Solomon August, uh, drone, but, um, something wrong there. Something, yeah, there's there's, fishy.
1: there's there's a problem. So the, this guy was even, like, he was smart about heat conduction and air electricity, but I don't know, I don't think he thought this one through. Uh, but his mad scheme had a mad amount of support from some very <laughs> important people, uh, <laughs> including... The king of Sweden himself gave it as his, uh, his blessing as well as elf. What's that?
0: I said, what does he know?
1: Yeah, he's just a king. But this guy, Alfred Nobel. Yeah, that Nobel, the guy oh. that makes the Nobel Peace Prize and the oh, Nobel geez. Scientific Invention Prize. I don't think that's the official name. Uh, but they saw this as a patriotic and brave endeavor to fund.
0: Brave? Yes. Patriotic? Sure uh kind of iffy very much so
1: very much yeah that last one yeah 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 that's that uh <laughs> so uh andre also managed to drum up public support through public lectures where he touted his intricate calculations and bragged about his ability to pilot a balloon
0: oh man i'm loving his approach to doing this but i hate how like how unsure this would be like he's he he can't be that confident, right? This is oh, he's a bad very,
1: idea. very confident. So he begins testing his abilities using his own hydrogen balloon named the Zveya uh, on a short series of flights. However, this only proved just how incapable he was. Uh, you see, he had literally no skills uh, in a hot air balloon. He had actually never flown one before, uh, and when he got into the air, he was really bad at like mapping out the stuff below him, which is kind of the point. Uh, in one flight, he mistook the Baltic Sea as a small lake and a lighthouse as a plot of land.
0: No, what are you doing? <laughs> like, OK, there's two there's there's two stages of, of hot air balloon travel, <laughs> getting off the ground and being in the air and then going down on the ground and knowing what's there. Yeah. He failed the most important part.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was not a skilled pilot. Uh, It was I think my guess is it's the sort of thing where he like read the instruction manual on how to do it. And like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm smart. I'll figure it out as I go, you know, because he is actually really smart. So I think he just got super confident thinking he knew how to do it.
0: He probably saw like a bunch of people like learning how to do this, and he's like, well, I know science, so I can pull on a, a rope and know what's yeah. under me.
1: Yeah, it can't be that hard. Can't be that hard. Um, so yeah, I think he just thought he would figure it out as he flied, uh, and that didn't stop him from trying. Their first attempt was in the summer of 1896 from Danes Island, which is just north of Sweden in the Arctic Ocean. Uh, it was a colossal failure uh, because, you know, <laughs> winds rely on... Our winds. Hot air balloons rely on the wind, and when they're not (laughs) blowing north, you don't go anywhere. And there was literally no wind, so they didn't get off the ground.
0: Wow! Oh my! All right. If I was even like just someone watching him do this, I would walk up to him and tell him to get out of the balloon and never get in one again because he obviously doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, pat him on the
1: back and be like, "That was a good try, sport." Um, (laughs) uh, Call him sport. I think that's what he needed.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, a little, a little humiliation is in order because he is w- way over his head.
1: Yeah, so in a very confusing thing, I don't know if there's a good reason for this. Like they tried summer of 1896 on a single day. They didn't try again for another year until July 11th of 1897. I don't know if they were just waiting for the perfect day or something, but they waited a whole year uh, and they returned to Danes Island for another go. <laughs>
0: Turns out that they were just studying the phenomenon of them not going anywhere, and they just couldn't figure it out for an entire year.
1: They were just like, why, why, how do we go? How do we go? <sighs>
0: uh, there's no gas pedals. Wait, those aren't invented yet. This is the 1800s. Um, there's no <laughs> horses. We don't there's have a horse up here. Not,
1: we have lack of horsepower.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a long time to wait just to try yeah. to get.
1: But uh, well, luckily for them, this time the winds were in their favor, and the balloon took off.
0: i can only imagine that it took off and probably didn't go very well after that
1: yeah no so they flew for 65 hours but the flight was less than stellar uh two of their three sliding ropes which were just really really long ropes that were supposed to drag on the ice to use as a rudder were lost i don't know how that was supposed to work but essentially how they were going to steer it two out of the three ropes broke and they didn't have them um And then the last one got so covered in ice that it was useless anyway. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, they had no control over steering this thing. They also began getting rid of supplies to stay afloat. You know, you have to No, when you're not in the air. Like you're like, we're going down. So they start just chucking shit overboard.
0: okay when you're going down you might as well just get down on the ground and reassess the situation. Yeah. Don't toss supplies you need just to go back up where it's not safe.
1: Yeah, something Jeez. something might tells me that's going to come back uh, in the oh, um, Jesus. Because, yeah, then uh, some winds going in a different direction from a nearby storm threw them off course until they eventually had to control crash onto pack ice.
0: Control crash. I like that word or yeah. that phrase.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much it was described as, well, they didn't crash, but like they didn't land. So (laughs) that's kind of what it was described. And then they landed on pack ice, which is essentially like, you know, the big ass chunks of ice in the middle of the Arctic Ocean, like that aren't actual land, but are solid enough to walk on. So,
0: okay, that's scary as hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one source I read, I, I, I really couldn't figure this part out. One source read or I read said that they had several crashes so I don't know if it was just the one that where they came down or if they like tried to get back up and crashed more times. Um,
0: <laughs> I believe. anyway, no
1: eventually the balloon was useless. Uh, so they decided to continue on foot.
0: Uh, they're going to they're going to walk. OK. Um, yeah.
1: For some reason, they decided they weren't going to give up on trying to map out the Arctic. So they were going to do it from the ground. So yeah. they had to continue on foot.
0: OK, you, you've lost your main mode of transportation, which was actually a very good mode of transportation. You're in the air. You're going yeah. very quickly. You don't have to worry about much of anything, really, because
1: traffic's great.
0: Traffic's yeah, exactly.
1: Non-existent.
0: Yeah, no, you might have to make a few pit stops at the hot air uh, station, but whatever. <laughs> Fill, Fill it up. Give <laughs> me all the hot air you got.
1: Sorry, yeah. sorry, we only got cold air today. Oh, oh that's
0: expensive.
1: Shit. It's, it's <laughs> everywhere, though. dang dang nab government making my hot air so expansive
0: uh and on top of that you're tossing out all your supplies so like what do you what do you even have at this point that that would keep you going i i'm so confused yeah
1: so like they where they were headed is um they knew of like two places that had supplies that had been uh deposited by swedish explorers previously kind of like camps that had been set up um so they're trying to get to one of those
0: oh okay so they have a plan they have a plan
1: yeah they did have a plan uh but traveling on ice is not easy uh ice drifts and wind gusts slowed them to an unbearable crawl uh they had a large amount of food and were also shooting polar bears to eat but the difficulty of the terrain made the trek only that much worse
0: oh these poor poor souls what are they thinking at this point
1: yeah 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 so after two months of traveling on the ice two they made months. landfall they finally made it to solid land wow. after two months Oh my
0: gosh i couldn't imagine walking on what is basically ice for two months and then like all right we're on land now this is yep. this is better
1: yeah sure. this is supposedly better Uh, so from here, unfortunately, their fate isn't exactly known, uh, because their diary (laughs) entry stopped. Um, but, uh, other historians and explorers have kind of guesstimated what happened. So it's likely that their cause of death, uh, was attributed to Trichinella parasites, which they got from eating the polar bears. What? So yeah, they didn't die of the cold or anything. They died because they got sick from eating the polar bears that they were shooting
0: wow these get, oh, i'm impressed actually like you yeah. you lose supplies you gotta walk now and you decide to just like hunt some polar bears for food
1: yeah and then that's, they did it
0: and, <laughs> and they it killed it. them yeah <laughs> they actually went through with it and then they ate it and then they got sick that's just
1: yeah ugh. so yeah the only thing that throws that uh Uh, hypothesis off is the fact that they it's hard to tell like the parasites they found them in their bodies but they can't really tell when they got the parasites so it's possible they got the parasites like way earlier in the journey and just survived it uh and then died from something else but hey you know they were still dealing with parasites so
0: yeah whatever whatever happens happens i guess when you're out there in in the middle of freaking nowhere my gosh
1: Another explorer, uh, this guy's name is Vilhamur Stephenson. Cool name. Wow. Uh, theorized in a book that one died while chasing a polar bear and drowning while the other two accidentally killed themselves cooking in their tent from carbon monoxide poisoning.
0: Oh my God.
1: So that was his guess.
0: Um, uh, not a bad guess at this point.
1: Thing is though, I don't really trust this dude, the Stephenson dude, because he almost gets his own episode. Um, Honestly, his was his idea is actually worse. Um, The reason I'm not going to do it is because there's actually a really good episode of the dollop uh, where they talk about it. Uh, It was very recently. It was like a month ago, probably. Uh, The episode's called Ada Blackjack from the dollop. Uh, But Vilhelmur Stefansson believed that there was a secret continent underneath the Arctic Circle.
0: A secret Atlantis is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: He essentially thought that when all the ice melted, that there was like this Haven brand new continent that he could claim for himself.
0: Uh, that's ridiculous, but okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So essentially the story that they, they, they talk about in the dollop is that he sends a group of explorers there to scout it without him. Um, he sends them without going with them, uh, Pretty much knowing that they weren't going to survive and only wow. one of them survived. So he's that's a he's a he's a douche. Um, Jesus. Wow. so, yeah, that's a that's another explorer that almost gets his own episode because that's a pretty bad idea, too. Um, <sighs> I'm but uh,
0: strike explorer off of my job list. I'm 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 good. I'm good.
1: Yeah, because like where else do we have to explore? Like under the ocean or space?
0: i, I that could it? go to space i could go to spit too many bad things can happen up in space though
1: that's true no one can hear you scream <gasps> well i think they can hear you scream i think screams would travel just fine in in space i don't know
0: <sighs>
1: can anyone anyone in no. the audience shoot us an email and tell us can screams be heard in space
0: no they can't i think it's got to go through a radio a I what think. a like, radio like- like if you're you're screaming and you're in a spacesuit and then people can hear you in the radio in your spacesuit because
1: oh see I was imagining you're out of your spacesuit we're in like a you're suffering in in the yeah. absence of air of space does no sound can... still travel
0: I don't think so no huh you wouldn't be able to make any noise
1: that's true too huh that's a real bummer
0: <laughs> yeah that's where yeah that's where the saying comes from no one will hear you
1: that's where they're saying that's a real bummer it comes from
0: mm-hmm. yeah huh. it's a real space bummer
1: well the more you know <laughs> huh well uh, well oh, i ponder goodness. that do you do you have an idea of your own
0: uh i think i do i'm gonna explore the topic uh if you want to join me and we'll just do our own explore- exploration that has no bad ideas except for one do you yeah want to do let
1: that? me let me let me fire up the hot air balloon
0: <laughs> it's real nice here <laughs>
1: Okay. Is that is that what they sound like?
0: <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. Let's let's start this up. Let's do it. Okay, so now we're up in the air in our in our incredible hot air balloon and we got another telephone. Check, check the rudders. Make sure they're not dragging on the ground and getting iced over.
1: <laughs> they're frozen. They are frozen solid. Okay. They are they are no longer ropes. They are now like like solid ropes.
0: I'm gonna toss out all of our food and the wine just to make sure that we stay up and up here.
1: Keep <laughs> okay. the wine that will kill the scurvy.
0: We can't because because Jared, my topic this week is about the Austrian wine poisoning. We don't want this wine. it's poisoned. Poison. Oh
1: who poisoned the wine?
0: Oh, we're gonna find out today and I, I wanna... well, I'm gonna
1: whine about it. Oh, God, who? Jesus. Oh. I...
0: <clears throat> you get one. You get one of these wine jokes, Jared, and that is all you're getting. If we get more than one wine joke from you, you forever.
1: Quit whining.
0: That's it. That's it. You're done. Uh, all no right,
1: more. I used my one. Okay. <laughs> That's
0: it. Okay, so I want to pre preface this by saying that um uh due to the the origin of this story, it's been really hard to track down details and get the full story that isn't just like hearsay and this this man on YouTube who does a um down the rabbit hole series basically outlined the entire thing for me. And that's why I'm bringing it to you guys today, because it's a little bit of an unknown story that has a lot of interesting details. So if you, uh, if you like the topic, go over to YouTube, search up Austrian wine poisoning down the rabbit hole. Really good, really good video, really good YouTube channel in general, but, um, cool. This is it. So this what
1: you're whole- saying is you had to put, you put on like your little, your little, uh, like reporter hat, and, and you got your little reporter quill and your little reporter notebook. I don't know why they're all little. And you yeah. went out and you did some nice deep digging. And then you ended up just on the YouTube video.
0: Uh, well, yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest. I got it straight from the YouTube video because, like I said, it's <laughs> mostly unknown. And I and I watched this guy's <laughs> stuff. And I was like, well, if no one knows about it, I might as well just take all the facts from his video and just lay them out here.
1: So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Good. That's cool with I me.
0: He, he does he does very good work, and like, ah, oh, I don't know. You got to check him out because he's doing some real interesting stuff right now, and I think you would enjoy it. But anyways.
1: Tell me about wine.
0: Back to the wine poisoning. So uh, Austrian wine had a reputation in Germany because of the sweetness. It was so sweet and delicious compared to the uh, the standard domestic bitter wines that they had, and people would pay for the sweetness. They were like, yeah. I'll I'll overpay because it's sweeter than this domestic crap we have here in Germany. Screw yeah. it. I, I love it.
1: I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I mean they already have for bitter. Get exactly. Get some wine for some sweet.
0: Exactly. And these these Austrian vineyards, they were smart. They'd leave the grapes on the vine as long as possible. They'd ripen if they were left long enough, and then the producers would gain the legal right to label their bottles as the sweet and lucrative Peducat's wine. I, I I cannot pronounce that as well as uh
1: wine.
0: Hey, it's so hey, so beautiful to hear on the YouTube video. So go check it out please. I cannot emphasize that enough. Please go look at the video when you're done here. But uh what's I'm actually the... just
1: going to I'm going to mute you and listen to the video and then like react to it. Don't so you...
0: <laughs> don't you dare <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay, so w- once the 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 grapes were ripened and they're they're at the peak sweetness they were shipped to manufacturers for fermentation and then transferred to bottlers for mass production as as drinks usually are. this is how That's this how rip- it works. yeah, this sort of production was much cheaper because of the mass production of things. It was real streamlined, real nice so the most the older wine man- manufacturing was was uh, not so great people. There was a lot of like a lot of extra steps that they had to go through. So it was easy to undercut these small wineries because they weren't doing it as fast or as desirable as this pay winery was. So it makes a better product and an easier product to make. So business,
1: business, business.
0: Yeah. The money real nice, real nice, real nice. But eventually the process of making this wine became suspicious can you guess why? Can you guess um, why?
1: Did they launch an online chat service to solve problems that people had with their wine?
0: Uh you got you got Piducats wine problems come come to internet and we'll solve them. No, that's not what happened, Jared. No. Oh. Uh, during the 1970s, the amount of the Pedocats wine being produced was surpassed what was physically possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, what? They so yeah. they were putting out more bottles of wine than like then, they could produce grapes like legally?
0: Correct. Yes. A red flag went up and people realized, "Wait, how are you producing this much wine? This sh- this is literally not possible. What are you doing?" Huh. So This triggered the Austrian investigators to attempt to acquire warrants to test the mass mass production methods, but unfortunately there was not enough evidence available to incriminate any particular winery, so the courts refused any warrants, even though, you know, they're doing something that's physically impossible. Right,
1: yeah, like that is the evidence that you should need to get in to investigate them doing this somehow.
0: I think the idea was that since they couldn't say, hey, this exact winery was doing something fishy, that means that's then they gotta investigate them. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. But...
1: Yeah, I don't know how that works.
0: Uh, I'm how not I... in
1: the Austrian government.
0: <laughs> exactly. We we don't we weren't there, really. <laughs> so uh, even even if they did get the warrants, the Austrian authorities were so understaffed and overworked. That uh, the, the Austrian wine facilities just did whatever they want. They they had no rules. There's no
1: rules. There's no rules. Austria. They didn't have shirts on.
0: <laughs> there were some rules. Wait, there no, were
1: some rules.
0: Even... So, sorry, taking a drink there. Yeah, no, this no, is the for sure. uh, in one instance, a wine merchant arrived to pick up some of the wine with his tanker. And as they began pumping the wine into the tanker, the man noticed that a second hose was, was hooked up to the supply. And it was just hmm. pumping in water with the wine.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. Just water it down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, you classic. Should... I bought wine, not water and wine. So uh, of course, he attempted to report this to the no, Australian. no, no,
1: no, no. You you have it all wrong. This is Jesus wine. You turn later. it into wine later. Sorry.
0: Lead. he he will come down and assist you it, it'll all work out just take you the just wine.
1: clap three times click your heels together sing kumbaya and he comes
0: <laughs> it all works out you get wine from water it's it's magical literally magic it's fine so yeah he uh, he tried to report this to the austrian wine control but they were like uh sure guy give us like six weeks and we'll check it out yeah yeah, because they they just they didn't we'll have. send
1: enough. in an uh, undercover truck.
0: <laughs> OK, so there's there's over 60,000 companies that deal in this Austrian wine business. How many inspectors do you think were overlooking those 60,000 companies?
1: 60,000?
0: 60, 60,000
1: wineries. Um, how many inspectors are there?
0: Yeah, How many inspectors do you think?
1: Is this price is right? Am I closest without going over?
0: Uh, sure, but I don't think you're going to get it.
1: Because there's nobody else betting, I'm going with one.
0: Oh, wow, you're actually close. There was only 18. I was, okay,
1: my my real guess was 45, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I appreciate your honesty, but no. Only 18 inspectors in charge of 60,000 companies.
1: Yeah, you got a lot to cover.
0: Ooh, impossible to uphold any standards with those numbers. Impossible. It's not happening. Not happening. Uh, eventually, though, in uh, 1975, a chamber in Austria performed both chemical and expert taste tests on 76 different bottles of Austrian wine. And only 23 of them were properly labeled and 56 of them were just completely debunked. They were defective. They weren't even barely wine. It was ridiculous. Wow. They weren't labeled correctly, which is very important in the wine business because you want to know what you're buying. You want to know right, exactly yeah. what it is in the That's bottle.
1: How it works. Yeah. Um, So I did some quick maths here. So there's 60,000 wineries divided by 18. So that means each inspector was in charge of 3,333 wineries. So if you divide that by 365, they would have to visit nine wineries a day to do it all in a year.
0: Yeah. Not happening. Not Not happening. happening. Even if you worked 24 hours a day, impossible. That's not happening.
1: Getting around the entire country. Yeah. That'd be nope. Not happening
0: not happening so uh so they they tested the wine wasn't up to snuff things weren't weren't looking good for the austrian wine company because their product was uh looking pretty uh pretty suspicious and things got worse so on december 21st that's my birthday 1984 an unknown man entered the federal institute of agricultural chemistry in vienna and presented a bottle claiming it was full of the chemical being used to produce such vast amounts of Austrian wine after which he left the building remaining unidentified smart man smart man Hmm. people say he's a whistleblower here yeah a German whistleblower so maybe he's the competition maybe he's just someone looking out for people no one knows
1: we got a bottle lever
0: yep the bottle did in fact contain numerous chemicals several of which were toxic so uh, this provided a lead on what to test for on Austrian wines to find any red flags in manufacturing. Smart mm-hmm. cookies over there at the the man at the testing facilities, really smart cookies. So I thought they would uh, just
1: drink the wine.
0: T- it tastes pretty good to me. This,
1: this one's good. I, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on going I'm I'm going the bottle number four now. <laughs> bottle number four next.
0: I did say earlier that they had chemical tests and expert taste tests. So they are, in fact, tasting it at some points. I'm just going to see if it tastes
1: okay. All right. I got to know if the top of the bottle tastes the same as the bottom of the bottle.
0: (laughs) bottle. You never Um, know what could be down there.
1: So I need to drink the whole thing. Okay, ready? Go.
0: (laughs) Time me. (laughs) Time me.
1: I bet I can inspect this bottle of wine faster than you.
0: Oh, wow. That's... That this is turning into like some sort of scary movie stuff where they just <laughs> do ridiculous things. Oh man! Well, this story is honestly ridiculous, but we're, we'll we'll get to more in a minute. Yeah. So, uh, in mid February of 1985, another tip was sent in from the Aust- from an Austrian wine facility saying that the factory owner was purchasing large amounts of a chemical, a chemical which was discovered to be uh, in the bottle from earlier. Uh, big red flag there. The factory yeah. owner would write this off as a purchase. For his small tractor. Just a little business expense. I'm just getting this chemical for my small tractor.
1: My Don't my tractor loves chemicals.
0: My tractor you loves You should it.
1: see his headlights light up when I bring the bottle of chemical out to him.
0: <laughs> this bottle of chemical. Luckily, with this tip, the investigation team was able to finally acquire a warrant. Thank God goodness yeah we can,
1: we can solve this
0: it now this is great so the wine was confiscated for and tested with shocking results very shocking indeed it was all um, wine <laughs> <laughs> nope no it sadly it was not uh, wow. significant amounts of diethylene glycol were found in the wine now this chemical is often found in brake fluid and wallpaper stripper and it's got real real bad effects on humans real sounds effects, like we real should not good
1: sounds like i want a shot of it,
0: <laughs> it it'll be, it'll taste real sweet but then it'll it'll uh cause necrosis or or death in your kidneys
1: it'll it'll once oh, uh, all right are you ready for this joke
0: oh geez, what is it
1: uh well after you drink it you won't be able to stop and you're going to take your clothes off. Get it because it's from brake fluid and stripping or stripper of paint. Boom, double double, he shoots, he scores.
0: I'm going to give you an 8 for effort because it took a lot to get there, but my That was a God, stretch. But was I, awful. I, I
1: I yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for who I am.
0: Giving you credit for it. I prefer that over the freaking wine jokes that you are not allowed to say.
1: I know, I know. I'm done with those. That's why I'm okay. looking for new ones, baby.
0: <laughs> you got a good eye for them, apparently. Jeez. Okay. Um. Uh. Kind of find my place here. Okay. So, uh, I talked about the necrosis uh, or cell death in the kidneys. Literally, just causes your kidney cells to start dying because, what the hell is this chemical? They're just we like, don't fuck know. this. I'm out. Yeah, not good, not good. Uh, another lesser understood effect on the body was the nerve system and it eventually led to partial or complete paralysis. No Ooh. one knows exactly why, but this could happen. If you, you just drink suddenly
1: can't stuff. move.
0: Suddenly, you're, uh, you're losing these these really important nerves <laughs> in your oh, body.
1: Oh, it just sounds like alcohol to me.
0: Yeah, it just kills off your nerves, right? That's how alcohol works. And then you add a chemical that does the same thing. It just... Not good, not good, yeah, no, Austin not, wine not companies. Crazy. Not good. So while there was not enough of this chemical in the wine to cause immediate effects, you wouldn't drink it and then immediately keel over, there was enough to cause organ and brain damage in the long term, and some people, depending on the wine that they drank, were getting sick the next day. Like, this was a pretty big problem. Yeah,
1: it's like lead. I think it sounds comparable to, like, People are exposed to it a lot and you don't see stuff right away, but you see huge trends over time of people exactly. getting sick and, and brain damage and stuff like that.
0: Yep, ex- you're exactly right on that comparison. It it didn't exactly like cause a big fuss, but as soon as people started getting sick, everyone was like, okay, this might be a problem. We don't know what's going on here. There was even like, there was like a joke, not even a joke. It was like false info. Once again, the story is really hard to, to cover and track, but people thought that the chemical was just antifreeze. So there was like all these news hmm. stories about people just drinking antifreeze as wine. It was ridiculous. You're just
1: like, oh, well, I don't want to go to the store, but I uh, do have some antifreeze, and it's summer. <laughs>
0: There's uh, on the video they show like I don't know if it's a commercial or just a news story, but they show someone pouring a bottle of wine into their car's antifreeze, and then they oh. show someone pouring antifreeze into a wine wine cup, and it's or wine, yeah. Yeah. Wine glass. Thank you. Wine glass
1: is the term you're looking for. Yes.
0: Yes. It's just wow. I I can't believe stuff like this happened. It's frightening. actually. So
1: recently. But this is also at the time period when they didn't like people were poisoning Tylenol. So like
0: true. Yeah. I mean, you can't trust companies at any point in time. It seems like it's just scary. Yeah. Yeah just scary so like i said before the idea behind using this chemical was to make it real sweet make the ryan wine real nice and tasty and this would this would bypass the sweetener additive test that wines undergo to allow appropriate labeling so you uh you have this wine it's not the sweetest thing you add this uh diethylene glycol to it it gets sweeter but you're not adding sugar you're not adding any other additives that the test can catch so you're good to go you're yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Glyc glycol, like, is that a type of sugar? I think, too, like it's probably got like similar properties, but it might not register as actual sugar. I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be something
0: in. there. There's got to be something that is making it sweet for no good reason. Yeah. got to be something. Yeah. Yeah. This this allowed uh, companies to sweeten their sheep wine to mimic the famous Péducat's wine, which was a thing. Until everyone started just doing the same thing, including pay cots. They started poisoning their own supply because they just couldn't make enough of it because, you know, capitalism and whatnot. There was just. Yeah. <laughs> and they they uh, they justified it by saying, well, we we didn't have enough to to kill anybody. Just maybe possibly cause long term organ and brain damage. Yeah. You know, Jeez,
1: it's not like we hate you guys that much. Calm
0: down. <laughs> Chill out. Chill out. So, uh, of course. Patekotz was not the only wine company to add this sweetener. 15% of all Austrian wine use this practice. 15% of the wine That's made. That's
1: not, not no bueno.
0: Yeah, we're That's just no po- good. straight up poisoning their customers just to give them a sweeter product. My yeah, God. legit. Uh, so after, after all these Austrian wine uh, uh, companies found the, the investigations to be uh, rather frightening, they did something really, really dumb. If if adding diethylene glycol wasn't already stupid enough, they, they did something even stupider. So you're being investigated, Jared. You're mm-hmm. putting some awful chemical into your your wine. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to make sure the investigation goes smoothly? What could you do?
1: You no, know, I've got it. I've got the idea. Put in a worse chemical.
0: <laughs> Put in um... a worse chemical? That's not bad.
1: Put in a worse chemical so that the government says, hey, stop putting in that worse chemical, you idiot. And then you're like, OK, yeah, you're right. I'll stop putting in this really bad one and then just go back to the other one. And then they'll be like, yeah, that one wasn't I mean, it's not as bad as the one they were doing before.
0: <laughs> well, you're not on the right track. You're not on the right track. These guys are just way too dishonest to to do that. They did something even dumber. They uh, they started just dumping it out. They were just gonna get rid of the wine that they had, and then when the investigators come over, they're like, "Hey, where's your wine?" I don't know. Wine? I don't what? Know.
1: What is what? What is, a, is... What is a wi- wi-
0: wine? You <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, this this had really bad side effects. Uh, the bacterial colonies used in sewage treatment facilities in Austria were suddenly collapsing, causing untreated sewage to flow into rivers, devastating their ecosystems. Now, of course, the sudden collapse was traced back to the fact that companies were dumping their tainted wine into the sewer to hide it from the investigation.
1: Why? Yeah, so they just, you know, say, destroy nature instead. <laughs>
0: yeah, instead we of humanity.
1: To... Destroy nature.
0: <laughs> but we're just checking all the boxes. Humans, screw them. Nature, kill it. We're good. We're, we're good.
1: Gonna... That's everything. We're not
0: going to get investigated because we did these things. We're good to go. Yeah. Just, I... The people in charge of these companies need to be arrested.
1: Well yes, the people in charge of I would say most multi million dollar companies, even today, probably should be arrested for lots of things.
0: That's that's not a bad that's not a bad guess. Not a bad assumption either yeah uh, Yeah. so um as testing and investigations caught up to these wine companies more info came out that seriously damaged the austrian wine industry's reputation uh testing confirmed that the this poisoning went back at least a decade
1: nice a
0: decade of just nice. poisoning your customers insane
1: that's, ba- that's bad business because like if they die they're no longer a customer
0: <laughs> true true you don't want to lose your your base you don't Keep want your customers to. customers Oh man! and even worse some bottles can contain enough chemicals to sicken anyone who drinks it like some bottles just had a bad ratio
1: which is that's horrible. crazy to me that they can somehow be different from bottle to bottle even
0: yeah i i i don't even know what their production would look like adding a chemical to your bottle and then shipping it but they just Probably had Jim
1: with a with a, a pipette at the end of the, the line who just drops in a little bit. And sometimes you I, I squeeze too hard.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, well. So, yeah, drinking some of these bottles would get you sick almost immediately. And some would even kill you if you had weaker organs. So nice. this wine was literally killing people at, at, at certain points. It was pretty sad. And uh, it, even worse, Even worse, other bottles were even more diluted with the chemical, some by four times as much, which is going to kill you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not, you're not going to be in a good spot after that.
0: Just a a decade of, well, maybe this one won't kill somebody, but at least it's sweeter.
1: Yeah, well, we're making money.
0: Horrific, horrific. Horrific. So uh, by the end of July, in the same year that the authorities were tipped off on this massive conspiracy, over five million liters of Austrian wine had been confiscated. Confiscated. That is a lot of frickin' wine. Yeah. Jesus. That's
1: that's a lot.
0: That is a huge amount. Uh, With some German merchants still having their stock of Austrian wine to sell, they were worried about losing on the tainted bottles. Because what else would you be worried about other than profits? You know. What else yeah, could I there mean,
1: be? capitalism, it's pretty good.
0: Pretty yeah. good. So, so what do you do with this, this stock of tainted wine? What are you going to do with it? You can't sell it. What are you going to do? What do you do, uh, Jared?
1: We give it away. Give it away for free.
0: Uh, well, they do they do ship it somewhere else those merchants decided to export that wine to other countries that had yet to receive news of the poisonings
1: <laughs> nice else. hit those markets baby
0: oh my god there ain't so, no
1: internet to tell people
0: exactly there there's was, there's was newspapers but that's that's only gonna get you so far and that's gonna run once maybe a few times depending on yep. the stories keep popping up like and it's local oh man these companies had no chill no There's literally none nothing uh, scum. exactly scumbags people who who are just driven by money and that's it. it's disgusting to to watch and to talk about even i'm just ugh, hate hate this story so much but um eventually other countries started placing bans on these wines and china uh misunderstood the origin of the tainted wine and accidentally banned australian wine instead of austrian oh, wine. oh
1: man uh, everyone yeah. knows Australian wine's the best, too.
0: Whoops. Yeah, I, I don't know how much it hurt them, but I imagine not too much. And the problem got fixed right after. <laughs> poor guys. Poor God, guys. That's
1: actually hilarious, though. Oh, man. Dang it, nah, this,
0: goes, this goes even further, unfortunately. This goes even further. Okay, okay. Uh, Austrian wine companies started to shift the blame to German sellers saying that uh, they they were just adding the chemical when we sold it to them we didn't do anything they were sweetening it not
1: us they were it, it, they, they were putting it through the glass
0: <laughs> injecting it with syringes it was terrible you should know
1: pandemic plan, they're plan planning to poison the german people
0: Pandemic. so th- this this obviously what do you when you're when you're accused of such things you test your own wine and see see if it's been tainted and, and, and manufactured in a different way and surprisingly the german wines were tested positive for the chemical but in much smaller doses
1: huh. How? so they were using I'm, it too sorry. or wait well, or were they, like they were they being sabotaged
0: They were sabotaging themselves. It it turns out that the German wine sellers were mixing the Austrian wine into their wine to enhance the flavor. They thought they were just being a little sneaky and mixing the good wine with their bad, with the bitter wine and just getting away with it.
1: Oh my. Wow. (laughs) People.
0: Oh man. This caused the German government to block 10 billion liters from entering the country any longer. This was just. A shit show. A complete shit show.
1: Yeah, it's not good.
0: Uh, well, there was one other product. This is the end, I promise. This is the end of the bad stuff. There was one other product that contained And then we go on to diet. the good stuff? Um, no, there's no good stuff. No, we're going on to the
1: good. There was the good wine story. You said, I have a bad wine idea, and then we'll say a good wine idea.
0: Mm, I don't think I'd said that. Oh, Did I? Well, Check we'll check the tapes. We'll check it. Either way, there's there's even more bad stuff in this, which is crazy. So uh, go watch the video when, when I tell you this last factoid. But um, another product was found to contain this diethylene glycol. And what product do you think that was? What other product besides wine needs to be sweeter? Jared, what, what do we need out there? Well, not really needs to be, but people are going to do it anyways because money.
1: Um so i'm gonna go real dark on this guess i'm gonna go with baby formula
0: Ooh, you're kind of kind of close there kind of close. It
1: that's bad
0: kids. it didn't involve kids unfortunately
1: oh like juice
0: yep grape juice yep Ooh. uh grape juice, uh tested positive for the diethylene glycol to a lesser extent but still to the detriment of children who most often consumed that beverage
1: yeah, because those they're children, like smaller <laughs> doses, gonna hurt, hurt
0: them yep. more. The children's yeah, there was just there was just so much. Not the children. There's just so much going on with this story that you need to watch the video to get a, a full understanding of just how awful this entire like conglomerate was at the time. And I'm just shocked that it didn't go out into the into the ethos more than it did because it's, it's yeah awful.
1: for real how does no one know about this that's insane
0: it's, it's stuff i i i makes you not want to trust anything ever
1: <laughs> yeah no like what am i drinking right now i've got a pepsi next to me like is that poison
0: i hope the, the i'm staring at the bottom. right, right. No. is it is it trying to kill you
1: it's staring back at me
0: i mean at this point most people are just ingesting stuff that'll kill them anyways and they don't have to It's not hidden, right? It's just on the label. No one cares.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this Pepsi's got its eye on me. (laughs) I'm going to talk quieter so that the Pepsi doesn't hear me. Jared, dump the Pepsi down the drain and then call (laughs) 911. Michael, I can't control my hand. It's going towards the bottle. Oh, God, I'm picking. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I've got the bottle in my hand now. The bottle is in... in,
0: And we never saw Jared again. Uh, oh, that's good. That's good.
1: <laughs> Usually a Coke guy, but this Pepsi tastes pretty good.
0: Oh, that's what happens, Jared. They get you. They get you with the sweetness and the lies. The
1: glycol, whatever it
0: was. <laughs> diethylene glycol.
1: The diethylene glycol, a.k.a. Uh, uh, Pepsi. That's what it translates to.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's other parts of the story. One part, I, I can't remember the exact details, but basically they were like, okay, we need to fix this bad wine. Does anyone have wine that doesn't have this glycol in it? No, no. We we have no wine to mix in with our with our bad wine. We're out of good <laughs> wine now. We have nothing. We
1: only nothing have bad wine.
0: They're shit because everyone had bad tainted wine. It was just a oh shit my show.
1: god, that's insane.
0: Oh man, like I said to end it off, go watch the video. It's a good time. It's worth your time. Go check out the guy's channel. Such a good investigator. Good guy.
1: Oh, yeah, cool. That's
0: it. That's, it. that's, it. that's enough. of The Austrian wine poisoning. Careful yeah. People.
1: Well, careful. thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the no brainer podcast. I am currently on the Michael's website. Let's see if we can find ourselves <laughs> a question to answer. <laughs> oh, Getting um, next question. Uh, hi, everyone looking for a frame 11 by 15. Uh, I'm gonna answer it. Type that in the search bar and send. Uh, oh, do you think I we know? get
0: double if we like advertised our own podcast in these questions, our answers?
1: Ooh, we might. Um,
0: Michael's we in try
1: though. Maybe we'll try it again. Uh, try. It. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Any more so, questions? Um, no. These are all real questions, unfortunately. Uh, Hi everyone, I ordered two sunflower stem in yellow. Do you know when I will receive them? (laughs) No? (laughs) I'm gonna say no with a question mark, because how would anyone know?
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Oh, here's one.
0: (laughs) Yes, what's it?
1: Hi everyone. I need help.
0: Wait, I need help? That's it? That's
1: that's all it says.
0: That's scary.
1: I need you help to say K and see if I get a response. Maybe we save a life here. Oh, uh, next question. Um, next question. That's a boring one. That's a real long question. Uh, looking for a numbered sticker in store? Question mark. What? Couldn't tell you.
0: What? Okay.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the good questions are gone. These are now real questions. But, hey, I mean... If we, uh, if all of us uh, brainless uh, no-brainers get on here, uh, we right. could uh, could maybe maybe bring this whole this whole trend back from all. Bring August.
0: it back. We need some something to lighten the mood in this year because it's just getting worse.
1: It's getting darker for sure. Um,
0: We're at the season finale. We're a few 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 episodes away. It's yeah. it's almost over. The, yeah. the quarantine episodes are almost over <laughs> are
1: they though I don't think they are no,
0: not even close not yeah. even close.
1: so uh, uh, yeah uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the no-brainer pod you can email us oh uh, what's the email again the no-brainer podcast at gmail.com that's what it is
0: hey nailed it nailed it
1: um so yeah that's uh I think that's gonna do it for us catch you later brainless
0: peace out.